One of the points that I got so many questions of business is cash. And I think one of the questions I received in my first interview, if you have the choice to pick up one statement on the financial statement out of the balance sheet, income statement, and cash flow, which one and why? And I have no doubt it was the cash flow statement because cash flow statement is the true picture and real picture of the business if you understand really financials. So we cannot have finance for non-finance without representing the cash out loud and we have the best guest to explain the cash. Welcome to the show, Hisham. Thank you, Mahmoud. Thank you so much. Taib, if we can start our discussion on your purpose in life, knowing you, I see you interact with people with passion and energy. Uh, and I just want to know what is your purpose in life? Actually, first of all, all, I'm thanking you so much for this opportunity to be in your program. Uh, My purpose of life is very simple. Just to live the life and try to help people during your journey of life. Mm. Anywhere and anyhow, either at work, outside the world. So, and this by the way, I feel more happiness when you help someone else. Mm. Either to learn him something new, if you try to give him a, a tips or for something to, to do it in a better way or something like this, I think this is any one of things any everybody and you should be happy when you do it with with other. Okay, but knowing your busy schedule and critical deadlines, back to back meetings every day, how you manage you stay tied with your purpose, helping people where you're overwhelmed with other tasks. How do you get the energy to help other people where you're extremely busy with other stuff? Actually, you don't need any specific time to help people. Sometimes you can help them without even, يعني, they feel that you're helping them. Mm. Just if you learn someone something what you are when you are doing yourself during the job, during the work itself, if someone needs to understand about something he heard about it or she heard about it, about terminology, or a specific purpose or a specific uh, problem from banking, from treasury, from import, from export, something like this. It's good to uh, give him the advice, to give him the explanation, even in 10-15 minutes. It doesn't mean that I have to make like one hour, two hours every week or every day to do so. This is, can happen every day, can happen once a week, can happen once a month, it depends. But it's not يعني, um, doing that on a specific way. It comes within the, the work itself. Mm. So with your team or uh, outside your team, sometimes you share experience. يعني, even when you chat during a, a breakfast or a dinner or a, you chat with people and tell them about your experience for some problem you see with beginning. You heard before, so I was doing this even with my team just to explain to them يعني, for the, some historical problem we face it. Some of them exist, some of them not exist anymore. <laughs> but just for to make it fun, to again use this kind of examples, so they can learn the moral of the story itself. Okay. Knowing your golden heart, Hisham, have you ever helped someone or tried to support someone and it fire back at you? Happens, happens, <laughs> but it's fine. Yani, um, if you can do that for maybe for 100 people and you get this for two, three times, doesn't mean that you have to stop. Hmm. So it, it doesn't let you know that I'm no, not going to do this not again. At all, not at all. No, no, no. Even I'm uh, try to forget it. I'm forgetting immediately. Okay. Okay. Now, if you could just tell me the story, Hisham, how did you join finance early at your career? Was it by luck, by love? What's the story behind joining finance? Okay. Uh, I start finance and I start, I actually, I choose uh, uh, the finance as a uh, study. Because yeah, from early age, I like numbers. I love working with numbers. So mm. it was one of my hobbies. And then when I came in uh, to, to choose my college, I chose the college which is either to be either engineering or commercial. Mm. And based on my uh, degree and numbers, <laughs> I was, you went to the I went, uh, Yes, I, was not have, yeah, I don't have any other choice. And have other choices, of course, for other things. But for numbers-wise, either it, it was only the odd choice is a commercial. Does it mean that if you go back in time mm. and you have the choice, will you go to the engineering? No. 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 Very simple and very uh, clear about it. I'm very clear about it. 
Okay. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And to be honest, I'll tell you something, maybe a bit fun. When I get interview mm-hmm. sometimes, and uh, the VP finance at that time, without mentioning companies or name, he's asking me why you think that you can do that. I said, I love this game. Mm-hmm. You, 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 see the, you see the work as a game. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes you say, okay, I get any, uh, I don't need to do work for this job anymore. Mm-hmm. But it takes like a few days and then you have the passion for the job itself. Okay. Okay. That's why I stay in Treasury almost like more than 28 years now. Okay. Now, back to Treasury. Before we go to what is the tre- Treasury and the importance of Treasury, do you think you fall in love with Treasury? Because you stayed, you stayed in Treasury? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Most of your career in that? Yes. Uh, especially that, yani, maybe the, not the only, fi- uh, only job in finance, but one of the unique jobs in finance and in business in general that you are dealing with the future more than you deal with the past. Hmm. So either with the current situation and the future, more than you deal with the past. Hmm. And this is uh, yani, uh, the trick, oh, this is uh, why I'm lo- I fall in love with Treasury, yes. Okay. Now let's go to Treasury, our subject sure. today. Thank you. Now, many people in different industries, they deal with finance on a on a frequent basis and on occasional occasional basis. Mm-hmm. They're aware of the tax controllership, business partnering. Mm-hmm. This is not like uh, yeah, news for them. But not many people deal direct, you interact direct with the treasury team, the treasury department. In that sense, if you can just elaborate, what is the treasury department mm-hmm. uh, and the importance of treasury in any business? Okay, uh, treasury, and in my view. Treasury is most important job in our important uh, department in the finance and in the business in general because I can see Treasury is like the heart of the business mm. and the heart of the business for I'm not saying that because I'm and I'm falling in love with Treasury but uh, because I can see the cash is everywhere so no department yani, are not looking for cash either to collect money like CDs or to pay money like supply chain or HR or even employees getting salary so cash everywhere and this cash is in and out it's like a blood in the heart mm. so you are receiving cash and injecting cash but this is like in and out inside the company mm. so that's why I can see this any importation uh, the important for treasury mm. as a function and treasury is not only cash but cash, of course, is one of the major responsibility of the treasurer. Mm. But also for trade finance, for risk management, for uh, uh, other types like relationship with banks, mm. uh, understand the business forecasting, all of this, it's part of treasury. But the, the, you know, it's like the most important thing, the, most item, the, the, the item is most clear for everybody is the cash. Mm. But the other items, it helps too much to reaching this goal as well. Okay. You mentioned something before to me, which is the perception about treasury Mm. that whenever we have a project finance and we need some money, they go and get a loan from the bank. Mm. They try with the bank to get the best deal when it comes to interest rate, the lower cost of financing in that Mm. sense. Mm -hmm. And then you told me something called uh, classic treasury or classic uh, treasury and there is a new ways of financing yeah uh, it's not new uh, new anymore yeah but uh, there are other ways of financing if you can elaborate more on how uh, treasury play between you know tools to finance the business to bl- to inject the, the the cash from the in the business okay so the classic way is as you said exactly if we need we have shortage of cash so we need extra cash to manage our new project or something like this, you go to the bank and try to explain what the project and get try to get loans for a specific time with a specific cost, and that's the easiest way. The new way, which is, I cannot say it new because this is almost like five, seven years ago, has started to be a trend now, which is generating cash from the business itself. Hmm. Either to delay your payment, not delay by delaying not paying to the supply, hmm. <clears throat> but actually, to uh, get a win-win situation so supplier can get his money immediately 
and you can pay after let's say if you have 90 days with supplier you can improve it to be 180 and supplier get his money within let's say 15 week, uh, 15 days or so which is a normal process during the business which is me immediately hmm. so this is can help both sides so it can help our company by generating more cash by not paying the supplier in 90 days being 180 days which can be double the, the amount of that we are paying to our suppliers hmm. and helping the suppliers to get his cash in day one so he give, can give you some discount he can give you uh, other uh, advantage as well mm. this is one side the second side is also for your clients or distributors you can do the same but in opposite way mm. and this is you know, the first option our first uh, task was the uh, supplier finance and this is reverse supplier finance reverse supplier finance which is mainly for your uh, clients or, or your uh, distributors so he can give him extra credit, mm. but you can get your money earlier from the bank. Okay, let's pause here for a second. Sure. This is like a little bit advanced in terms of treasury. When it comes to my uh, my payment uh, mm. to the, the suppliers, let's take one example. Mm. If the payment term with this supplier is 90 days, mm -hmm. that I need to pay this supplier in 90 days, mm -hmm. What are the idea that you're proposing here to make me pay in more than 90 days and at the same time the supplier got the money earlier than 90 days? Okay. So actually some suppliers, especially the medium and small size, hmm. maybe, not maybe, most of them, they are not getting the credits from the bank as they wish. Hmm. That they have very limited credit. This is point number one. Hmm. Point number two, they're uh cost is very high mm. in some countries when the interest rate in general a little bit low it can be double mm. yes it can be double B because the risk profile okay. because of the risk profile because the difference like okay if the total interest let's say four five percent mm. the difference between the big multinational companies and the small and medium supplier can be like two percent five it's five percent so like 40 percent or something like this. Mm. So it's can very significant mm. so if you're going to give part of your facility to your supplier mm. at your cost because this is supplier not he's using his facility he will mm. use your facility for number one he saved his facility number two he will get cheap facility at your rate so he will save this if you calculate it let's say for a simple example my rate is Six percent, and his rate, my rate is three percent, and his rate is six percent. Mm. So you can double the benefit if you can get ninety days. You can get one hundred eighty days, and he will not pay pay any penny extra. I see. So, so in, in summary, using your uh, strengths, strengths in terms of low risk profile mm. with the banking sector to get a preferred rate uh, in dealing with your suppliers. And then it will be win-win situation for everyone mm -hmm. between you and the bank and the supplier. Exactly right. Okay. Because my job is to uh, get my material and manufacturing and sell it. Mm. And his job to give me my raw material or package material. Mm. But not me and him need to working as a bank. So we have a bank that have the money and willing to sell it, lend it. So this is not like win-win. It's win-win-win. So I went, the bank went, and my supplier went. Uh, one one point which is an eye opener you mentioned now that whenever we extend the payment term whether extend or shorten the payment term mm. the company is acting like a bank it's like a loan no not at Be all why because here assuming you are my supplier mm. and you giving me let's say this 90 days mm. so now I'm paying to you after 90 days mm. now I agree with you that you will discount your invoices with the bank and you get it immediately but after changing the credit terms between me and you to be 180. No, no, so I, I agree. I'm, I'm paying you on a due date. Uh, I, agree, so I agree. I'm generating cash from the business. That's what I mean. I agree. I mean, away from the bank, as if there is no banks. Mm -mm. The concept and the companies, mm -hmm. I, I, I see what you're saying when it comes to the uh, having the bank in between and have win-win-win situation between mm -hmm. three parties. Yes. But most of the people, they don't realize that away from the bank, if there is any other discussion about negotiating or changing the payment term, mm -hmm. 
it costs liability on the companies because the, the company, whenever you extend away from the bank as an idea, the companies, me and you, if I give you a certain payment term without a bank, as if it is like a me acting as a bank, mm-hmm. there is a cost of money. Yes. Because some of the people, they think that why the finance or why other function they are making big noise about one day or two days extension on the, in, in, in the payment term. Mm-hmm. And with this extension or shorten the payment term, mm-hmm. that will unlock a huge sales in the PNL at the same time. I you know this negotiation. I, that's I understand your point very clearly. Yeah. I heard that many times from uh, from other parts from other IS exactly right. Uh, by the way, you need to understand that supplier when he put the uh, the pricing for the product, he take the final the, the cost in in the pricing mm. as well. Mm. So if he's paying high level of interest, which is in case our case like six percent, it's already in my uh, price what I'm going to pay. Mm. That's why if I give him a cheap. Uh, finance, which is like half, like 3% of 6%. percent, mm. So he can extend my credit term without adding any cost, cost. to mm. my, uh, or I can, if I'm not, I don't need cash. Nobody, nobody don't need cash. Exactly. So he, you can get a discount with the same amount or exactly. same percentage. Exactly. So it's, you can use your muscles here, and let's call it the muscle here, the, the, the power of negotiation and the uh, low profile risk uh, company and so on to get the benefit and to give your partner, which are your supplier, the benefit as well. Okay. Now, there, there is two terms I heard before, if if I may ask you these, mm-hmm. these two. First of all, we hear the word capital structure mm. and financing structure. Mm-hmm. If you can elaborate more, what is capital structure and what is financing structure and what are, what is what is the difference between both? Uh, sure. Terminologies. So actually, the the capital structure, yeah, usually, and you have to think about it before starting the business, mm. because the uh, capital structure is how much the uh, the owner of the company or the shareholders of the company willing to put in this business, and then how much they can uh, borrow from the bank. Mm. But of course, there are some. Very important elements here have to take into consideration. One of them is about the regulation in the country. So each country have a different regulation regarding something called uh, sin uh, finance. Mm. Think of this is the maximum uh, percentage of the. I mean the number or any the, the 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 percentage between what how much you're going to borrow to your uh, equity and your capital. Okay. So if you're exceeding this, if you borrow more than this, so the interest regarding, uh, related to the extra will not be taxable. Mm-hmm. So when you do pay the tax, the tax department will not accepting this interest as a part of the cost of your L, of your PMDL. Okay. So this is one of them. Second part is about banks as well. They need to see that you are willing to finance your business and the bank can helping you mm. and the most yani, uh, or they can say it yani, uh, famous ratio is uh, one to two mm. you can put one and bank can put two mm. which at 30 percent versus or 35 percent versus 65 percent from the bank side okay. so this is the famous one of course there is no specific percentage can be 40 60 can be 50 50 it depends on the business and depends what you are want to get from the business. So okay. this is the capital structure. So this is, should be from the day one, because you know that when you uh, make new business, you need to understand for how long you can get your money back. As much as you put in the business, it will take longer time to get it back. Of course. So number, number two, the return of investment. If you put, let's say, if you have the option to be one-to-one or one-to-two, of course, one-to-one, will give you lower uh, return on your investment rather than one to two because you're matching exactly the uh, because the your profit bank. exactly because mm. your profit is it will be fixed mm. okay this profit will be less when you deduct the interest but when you think the nets divided by the capital you put it will be much higher in case if you have the borrowing okay. which is called like, like gearing for uh, from the business gearing between the cash I mean the capital and the borrowing Okay. So this is a capital structure. Okay. If we miss to decide on the capital structure at the beginning of the business, mm. 
Can we fix the cap structure after yes. going live with the business, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. Because you can have capital injection at any point of time. Exactly. But if you do it in an opposite way, it will be a little bit tricky and be difficult to get your money back. Hmm. Sometimes you put high, high, any very high level of cash, and then after two years, business become very rich and become uh, cash generation become very very strong, and then you need to get your money back. It not be easy. So in most of the countries, they can a lot of challenging to get the approval to reduce your cap. Okay. So sometimes what the people or some companies what they sometimes is doing, they put a capital structure in the proper in a little bit less, mm. and then they give like shareholder loan. Mm. So this is kind of also any you know, kind of financing, but in shape of loans, so they can get this money back easily. I see. If the business need this money, they can capitalize this shareholder loan later on. So, so one of back to capital structure. Mm -hmm. I think one of the ideas here that when you start your own company, because withdrawing or reducing your capital structure, your injection of cash, and and as a capital at the beginning will not be as easy as increasing injecting more. Increasing, everybody will welcome you to increase your cash, give you all the support to increase your cash, increase your. But withdraw some cash from your. Sometimes in some countries they have uh, some. Longer process, maybe it takes like one or two years. Okay. Now, so that's the capital structure. Yes. What is a uh, finance structure? This is the second step. Mm. So let's say we agreed that we'll use this uh, famous uh, uh, percentages one to two. Okay. So I'll put 100 million and I'm going to borrow 200 million. Okay. So this is going to finance 200 million. In which shape? Mm. It's long term, short term, dollar, uh, local currency, whatever. It depends on the business uh, case at that time. Mm. So and usually it will be uh, different types of uh, financing, mm. like overdraft just to finance your uh, overheads, salaries, and tax, uh, customs, something like this. Mm. Uh, working capital finance, which mainly it will be like short term, more because currently uh, overdraft is not yeah, welcoming too much in the banks right now. Because mm. the bank need to see the cash in and cash out mm. to ensure that you are generating uh, your health, the, the, the cash movement, and cash flow is very healthy at your uh, company or your entity. Okay. But giving you, they calculate the working capital, house, the uh, cash conversion cycle. Mm. Let's say it's 120 days, so they can give you short term 120 days. Mm. So if your calculation assumption is correct, you will be able to pay your time loan on time. Mm. But the, so over, but overdraft, of course, will ever, ever will be stayed because as I'm telling you the overheads. Mm. Second is about the short term, which is between maybe you say 90 days to 180 days usually. Mm. And then after that, maybe you can have like a medium term in case if you have to finance some uh, capex or so for two years or three years. It depends on the cycle and cal- it's your calculation for how long you can get the money from buying the machine, installing the machine, and then start producing and the profit from this machine to settle the loan and the interest. So short term uh, for how long? Well, short term usually it will be up till one year. One. Okay. Yes. Uh, medium term from one to three years. One to three years. Okay. Okay, and in, instead of in, and the last point or last type here we're talking about is about uh, long term. Long term can be five years or seven years, and still especially if you're going to build the the factory from scratch, mm. because to build the starting building the factory and get it ready, maybe can take th- two years. Exactly. To be ready to uh, pr- produce, so even with that, you can just a grace period here for two years that cannot pay uh, interest during this grace period, either one year, two years, depends on the calculation of and uh, forecasting for when the, ready, the, the factory be ready to produce. Okay. And then the installment, it depends on your cash, only on the sales forecast hmm. and revenue. So based on that, you can have a plan so you can pay this uh, installment without any interruption because interruption here be like can cause too much yeah, any, uh, troubles because you lose the confidence of the bank. Definitely. 
but he need to be more flexible and also you can keep a buffer at your uh, forecast. Okay. So you're mentioning an important point, Hisham, here, which is the connection between Treasury Department and the rest of the finance team, of course. You always ask for the cash for the for the rolling forecast as a PNL forecast, mm-hmm. and based on that you assess the cash requirement, and you know the horizon, how the yes, sales yes. plan or the service plan will take place. Exactly. exactly. What is the impact if if a treasurer doesn't have the uh, rolling forecast clarity? How the treasury will be managing the cash? If you can explain the relation between the treasury and the rest of the finance team on okay. understanding the cash requirement. It's not only finance, not only finance, but even finance, supply chain, I mean, procurement in, in specific and also for the sales team. So you can need to understand from them if there any change will be happening for the credit term. They need to uh, sell more. Maybe they can give more credit term in a specific for specific distributors or for a specific period or for any reason. So you need to understand that earlier. So you can plan for that to plan for your cash flow to understand the gap of your cash at every single month and not even part. So this is the monthly. This is the minimum. Okay. Okay. But even during the month itself, inside treasury they have like something called like cash uh, position to ensure that day to day there are sufficient cash to make all the in the business requirement in time without any delay without delaying payment or something like this. Okay. <clears throat> now, after we set the capital structure at the beginning of the company, we mm-hmm. agreed what kind of capital percentage we're going to have between the owner or the founder mm-hmm. and the bank. Mm-hmm. And then the banking sector, which is the finance structure, we agreed on it ex- exactly how we're going to finance it, yes. the financing part. Now, this is clear when it comes to capital structure and financing structure. If this is that simple, capital structure and finance structure, why most of the startups fail when it comes to cash? Because at the beginning, they sit together, they agreed on a capital structure, mm-hmm. and they have a vision for the finance structure. Mm-hmm. But after one or two years, you have a fabulous idea. You have a higher sales in terms of PL sales. You have a very good margin or a, a light margin at the beginning of the business when it comes to startup. But they fail because of cash at the end. True. Why? Uh, maybe this is will go back to the the, the point that uh, the power of negotiation for the uh, new uh, startup, especially if the small and MEs with the banks, it's not that strong. Especially if they don't have track record. Mm. So banks, as I explained, in some countries, banks will require three years financials. Mm. But all of them, and if you are a startup, you don't have any financials. I mean, there is no credit. So some banks, maybe banks will not be able to give you credit at all. This is number one. Mm. Number two, those people or those entities or the startup, when they start negotiating with the customers as well, they want to sell. Mm. So they try to make it attractive. So they take even the margin, any small margin, and also try to give the maximum credit term. You were mentioning the the situation of the startups mm-hmm. and how they got squeezed between the uh, suppliers and sales as well as a as a customers in addition to the bank as well in addition to the bank yeah sometimes maybe their finance i mean they don't get the finance they should get hmm sometimes they cannot manage their cash they're not generating cash to meet their obligation so if you didn't meet your obligation once or twice to your supplier supplier say okay thank you so much Please be me in advance. So make the case much more work. Okay. And uh, the same times, if you your repetition, it's impacted because of that. Even your customer will say, okay, yeah, and, uh, I'll try to find someone else because I'm not sure that you will able to uh, continue going, give me whatever I want on time or not because of the problems with your suppliers. But that's why yeah, and, and this happening. But even some countries try to support those sectors, but honestly, again, it's not enough. The support is not enough. So, in the, in that case, if one of the startup came to you, Sham, and they said, "Okay, uh, yes, you're right. I have this situation. Mm-hmm. When I go to customers to sell, they ask for payment term, mm-hmm. and I am squeezed. I need to deliver my target. We need to grow the business, so I accept that. And when it comes to bank and and suppliers, I don't have credit history. I don't have." Uh, 
X many years of financial statement, and I have to accept their uh, payment in advance, cash in advance, or a shortened payment term. Mm. What kind of advice you give to such a startup to survive when it comes to cash? Maybe the easiest one it will be with a uh, with the, their own customers, especially if they are dealing with big names. Hmm. So they can ask them to joining their own supplier finance program. So in this case, they will not depending on their own facility. They will depend on this uh, big company or this big uh, customer facility, and also will get better condition or uh, or cost at least. Okay. So this is can help them at least. Yani, yani, if not, one, the three elements you cannot match the three elements, at least one element can helping you. Then once you have this one, you can generate more cash. Then you can start having the relationship. Based on this relationship, you're having your financial. Then your your position will be more stronger in front of banks. So the banks starting looking at your file in different way, and then you can start have your own finance. Then it goes step by step. So, so the the advice here is to follow the initial situation, which is win-win-win situation. Exactly right. To see one of the big uh, corporation that they have supplier finance or customer mm-hmm. finance, mm-hmm. where they get their money earlier from the bank in that sense. Uh, so their cash position is not that impacted, and they can sell at the same exactly. time. Exactly. By the way, the supplier finance not only for big companies now, even for medium and uh, small and mediums as well. It's available. Okay. So the program it become now very very yani. Uh, and everybody's familiar with the project, and most of the companies are using this because it helps both sides, either supplier and customer. Okay. Okay. Um, if if you go back to the basic terminologies, so I think now we cover the big chunk of terminology. You mentioned the overdraft. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the capital structure, finance structure uh, as well. Uh, and the difference between both. Mm. But if you just cover uh, the basic terminologies that non-finance audience mm. should be aware of uh, when it comes to treasury department. Maybe any of the terminology for from cash, maybe you mentioned most of them here, but there are some other terminology, let's say for the risk management, like forward deal, like swap, like uh, options. Um, also, if we went to the uh, um, trade finance, which is mainly to manage the, your import and export uh, transactions. So there are letter of credit, which is called LCs, letter of guarantees, um, uh, which is called LGs, uh, IDCs, which is income documents for collection or documents for collection. Uh, what else? Standby LC, which is like... Um, Standby LC a little bit any yani, tricky one because it's kind of guarantee and LC in the same time, mm. and this is much more popular for the big tickets, especially that if you have a really long relationship with your customer, mm. and this become like uh, going in going uh, uh, on from time to time and you know, are revolving this transaction from time to time. It's better to have the standby LC for one year, which can be cheaper at that stage. For this kind of terminology, it's very important. Not only for treasury, for treasury, for uh, even uh, CDs, especially for export, and also for uh, procurement, which is for import as well, because both of them, both of them are the same side. Yeah, if we go deeper in that, mm. uh, that will be a quick help from your end, Hisham. Sure. If we explain the difference between LCs, LGs, uh, standby LCs, what are the difference? Let's pick one by one and then explain. Okay. So let me take it in a simple way. So if there are two parties, they dealing with uh, with other with each other for the first time. So mm. there is no confidence, there is no trust. Okay, mm. and other two, they are dealing with each other. Let's say fifteen years ago. Do mm. you think that both of them they use the same same facility or same way of trading? Definitely no. Okay, let's take it from the easier to the hardest. So if there are two parties, the exporter and the importer, uh, importer uh, they have long-term relationship. So they can have an open account. I'll send you the goods, you'll send me the money. Because there are big trust between us. Mm. There is no even IDCs or the, uh, sometimes, by the way, this become obligatory. Even there are trust between me and you. But the regulation in my country or your government require to have require to have the letter of credit or documents for collection or whatever. So this is the first one. Second one is documents for collection. Documents for collection, 
you ship the goods, you give me the documents. Send it to me directly. But I have to take documents to go to my bank, to get stamp, to give the instruction to the bank, to pay you on the due, in the due date. Hmm. This is the uh, documents for collection. Okay. Then after that, the LC. And even within the LC, there are any different type of LC. LC is like a contract between me and you. Okay. But between, not between me and you direct, between my bank and your bank. Ah, so my representative as a bank and your bank as exactly a representative as well. Right. Exactly right. So you will send me your performer invoice. Mm. What's your proposal? Okay. Then I take your proposal or your performer invoice. I'll put it in format the bank for the LC because I'm the, import, the, the one who's going to import from you. The bank send this condition to your bank. You check it. You check that it's matching with what you mentioned in your performance invoice, and then you accept it. So this has become like a contract between my bank and your bank. If you share with me these documents, one, two, three, four, I will pay you. It's not for the goods. It's for documents. Mm. You see what I mean? As okay. simple as that. Okay. Any documents, we can have any one uh, another session for the documentation and for this kind of trading. But I'm saying this is the LC. Stand by LC, it's kind of, um, how I can say it, kind of guarantee. So I'll do the same like the LC mm-hmm. and I'll send it to you. You will accept it. Okay. And then the, my bank will be issuing the LC to your bank. Okay. So you have the L, but this is stand by LC. Based on that, you can ship the goods to me and I'll be you direct, not through the bank. Ah, I see. Okay. okay. But if the L, L in standby LC, they say for, let's say, $10 million or $10 million, Okay. So if you sell me the goods and I pay you half a million, so $9 million 500 remaining until they become almost zero. Then we can make a new one. In case if you send me the goods and they didn't pay you, you have the right to go to the, your bank and say, HM didn't pay me this 300000 You will take it from the bank directly and your bank take it from my bank. So the bank's still there in the standby mm-hmm. LC? Stand, uh, standby. Bank. Standby, exactly. So both <laughs> two banks are standby yes. for any conflict or any... No, exactly. Okay. If anyone needs to, 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 if he failed to meet his obligation, okay. he can get the money from the bank. That's why it's called standby LC. Exactly. Right. But other than the standby LC, we're dealing with, by, with, with each other di- directly. Yeah. But the bank's still there as well as a standby yeah. in yeah. case of there is yeah. any uh, deficit or any... Exactly. And the, the standby LC can be not for the full amount that you're doing during the year, but you can do it for even less than that. So you can do that in a regular basis. And then after that, the bank guarantee. The bank guarantee is just in case I can uh, keep you uh, advance payment. Mm-hmm. Okay. To send me the machine because mm-hmm. you need like advanced payment because you need to make sure that don't after any not after you build in the machine i said okay sorry and i don't need it mm. but you need some uh, any uh, confirmation and also to help you even finance for this machine exactly so i'll give you let's say 30 percent in advance in advance so i ask you to give me bank guarantee in case if you didn't ship the goods uh, with a machine that i many to be for machines in case of importation, but LGs for even for some local transaction as well can happen. Okay. Just to uh, give you another example, from the, but this is um, the most common one. So if I put in condition, if you didn't ship the, the machine up to specific date, let's say by 31st of December, I have the right to get my money back from your bank. Exactly, because I give you the money in advance and I want to guarantee that my money will not be vanish exactly if you right. didn't fulfill the commitment yes, and because that's... and i cannot wait to yeah, wait you for forever exactly because there is cost of money as well i cannot exactly right. give you the money but sometimes the the letter of, of guarantee if i'm maybe in we are in the same country and you are my uh, distributor and i'm giving you 60 days but you are new distributor i'll ask you for give me a bank guarantee for let's say 60 days business and stay with me forever hmm no, at least for two, three years until we have the build the relationship and, and the, the trust and the trust as well. Yes. Okay. Because my maximum maximum exposure is sixty days. Okay. So covering the maximum exposure exactly. to make sure that I'm fully covered until we build the trust and then exactly. we can see how we can manage the business exactly. together. Right. So this is uh, the main terminology for the uh, trade finance. Also for the I mentioned this for the risk management, which mm-hmm. is for forward deals, and I'm sure this is any most of people are fully aware about it just to ensure that you can get 
foreign currency at specific point at specific rate. That that's becoming very familiar with the currency fluctuation everywhere now. Everywhere, yes. Mm. But but to be honest, this is not only with the fluctuation. Even when the currency are stable, mm. this will should be kind of guarantee to the business that they will even case if this happened for any reason, maybe political reason, maybe anything else happening either in your country, in your customer country, and in worldwide. You're so fully covered. When you it comes are fully to covered in case of yes, in case of the evaluation has happening for any of the currencies, you are already covered. Okay, this is forward deal. And this is the forward deal. Okay, uh, that's that's a good summary of the basic terminology when it comes to treasury. Okay. Now, if we just move back, uh, y- y- you've been in treasury for more than twenty years, right? Twenty-eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So in in that sense, I believe you you've seen the evolvement of the banking and treasury across all that period of time. Yeah, I mean, I see it in a sense. Everything it was in the pipeline. <laughs> exactly. And the only automated thing is was the calculator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> True. For not for treasury, for treasury and finance, uh, and then even the payment either it was being cash, or by checks. Yeah. And that's it. No more. That's it. Uh, yes no more options either to pay cash or to pay in check and check to become like prestige and this for the big uh, company okay so when we start i think if i remember my memory helped me 2005 2006 moving to uh, e-payment electronic payment a lot of people was afraid about that because you know the, the process itself to issue the check to the customer it was taking at least maybe 15 20 days no, wow. not that documentation. The documentation get from supplier, accepted, everything is okay, just prepare, and then to send it to the audit on a daily basis, like 100 checks, audit like three, four days, and then asking for some specific point, what is this, what is that? It takes too much time until they approve it. And after they approve it, have to go to the authorized signatures, signatories, which is most of the company have more than one to sign the checks to be in the safe side. So it can, if it's not available, you have to wait for a day or two or a week. And then once it gets signed from the number, from the signature one, you have to go to signature two. And then you have to deliver cash. So this was like a nightmare. And if checks lost between me and the customer, it's another big issue. Mm. What happens? I see this case as any, uh, myself. Okay. And then after that, we move to this kind of the electronic payment, mm. which can be and my in my view, this was one of the biggest yani, uh, moved yani, during uh, the history that moved the electronic payment. And then they can make that just a click, can approve 100 payment in the same day. People was afraid in the beginning, but after the using that, nobody today is remember that yani, what we're doing after before that's like mobile. Exactly. Yani, nobody can expect that yani, we can live without mobile. Exactly. So now, of course, you have this credit card and this uh, platforms that you can pay, Apple Pay and so on, this kind of things would me so, yani, yani, simplify our life. So everybody have his own bank account in his pocket. Okay. Uh, not anymore hard cash or uh, checks or something. So this is as of now. For the future, mm-hmm. I think more will come. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Actually, yani, I tell you something personally. Yani, in, in my uh, my bank here, I opened the bank almost like 12 years ago. I go to the bank, I think, three or four times. To open the bank account? No, no, no. I opened the bank account. And since I opened the bank account till today, I went to the bank three or four times. Only oh, three or four times. Okay. So you can, everything I do it on, not me. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking myself as an, an example. But everybody, they do everything online now. Okay. Either by phone or by uh, the the bank platform or whatever. So I think this also, it will be automate, automated more. So I don't think the cash will be exists anymore, maybe five years or 10 years. Okay. Even the people who's not yeah, well-educated, they're using this platform very, very well. Yeah, now it's giving. Everyone is using uh, the mobile application for payments. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm not you only that the finance team or non-finance team even the people not educated in a proper way they use it very well and the other application as well so i think technology it's helping too much even something else which is about the uh, artificial intelligence as well 
mm. it can help. So maybe it's not maybe even some banks. I see, I see there are you can go there and you can deal with a the machine. The machine like you are dealing with a employee. Exactly. And some now some banks are starting doing that in the small branch, a smart branch, everything. Electronic now, branch. Yes. Now you are dealing with a machine only with machine. Do you think in the five ten years, all the bank branch will disappear and it will be fully fully e e smart branch? And uh, nobody knows. Maybe it can happen. Yeah, yeah, easy can happen. But maybe it will not be hundred percent. Maybe it can be at least maybe fifty percent, seventy five percent. But branch will stay there sometimes for the verifying your signature. As I'm telling you, even we didn't reach that time yet. And uh, someone can go to the bank for five years, for five times in 10 years. In 10 years, okay. So like one every two years, which is nothing. Okay. So going back to the to the bank and the branch and E, moving from that uh, digital disruption, mm-hmm. uh, one of the key elements in the treasurer is communication relation with the bank. Very true. How to manage the business requirements quickly and efficiently uh, because the business is demanding every single day. Yes. If you can elaborate more the importance of communication and relationship management for the treasurer with the banking sector as well. Actually, this is in, in maybe this part. In, uh, most of the people don't put give him the the, the right importation for this topic because I feel this is one of the very important topic, and this is spelled during the time. Mm. So I know some people twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. They was very junior. Now they are head of banks. Mm. So this has makes things much more easier. But the most important thing I learned during my life, or my uh, professional life, is to be honest with your bank because he's your partner. He's not any you know, just in a bank. He's a partner. If you treat him wrongly, and lie on him, you lost him forever. Mm, I agree. So even if you have a problem, you have to explain the problem so you can think together. And to find a solution, and we do this many, many times. Mm. But being honest with the bank and friendly with the bank. Friendly doesn't mean that you're accepting everything the bank say. So sometimes we have not a fight, but hard negotiation, very hard negotiation, but end of the day, in a friendly way. So we are fighting on the paper. Fine, this condition I'm not accepting. No, you have to accept this. No, I'll accept part of this. You'll accept part of it. So the kind of negotiation is fine. But as... Both parties are respecting each other and they are believing each other and they are honest with each other. And this happening during the time. That's why I hear this is kind of relationship. It's like emotional bank account. So it can keep growing day after day. Then after that, once you say something to the bank, he's accepting this from you. Of course, you will not look for waiting for, uh, let's say, the documentation and so on. But he can feel the urgency and try to give you the maximum flexibility as much as you can. Mm. So this is sometimes will be different between treasure and treasure. So treasure can get this exception, treasure other treasure cannot get this exception mm. because of the relationship and also the old history between the treasure and the bank. The bank. They trust they, both of them. They testing each other many many times, and he said something. He meet his obligation. The bank can give him this exception or this kind of facility in very short term. The other, they have to get everything in full before this time. Okay. So if we move from the the importance of communication and building strong relationships between the treasurer and the banking sector, mm-hmm. if you would like to give an advice to a new person joining, uh, a new joiner joining the treasury department today, what kind of advice will you give to this person? Actually, it's not only in treasury, only it's finance in general. How any, so let me give you some like general advice if I can say that. So first of all, especially for the new generation, I know maybe some new generation will not happy with what I'm going to say. They are very rushed. They want to move up, up, up very quickly, which is, in my view, it's not the right thing because they need to understand the business very well. Regardless where you are working or not. So you need to understand your business, your core job and then what is around your job to understand the business in general. Then you can contribute more 
and then you can even if you moved up you will move up in very strong pace not just moving up because you are intelligent or some or can get things done in very quickly way and this and that is good it's good very 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 good uh, but if you have the pace of the business understanding the business the, 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 the business uh, in very good way I think this will help you to move up in a very steady uh, progress this is number one number two of course the uh, uh, the IT skills mm. it's very important now mm. very very important so a lot of every day you can hear about something new every day you can hear about something so chat GPT as example for the latest things True. so uh, most of the people using that so everything is keep changing even in treasury and this is maybe one of the reasons that I like to do treasury is keep changing every day as well so every day, new option. Every day, new uh, opportunity happenings there. And you have to keep eye about the world around you, not only from economic perspective, even for political, because political and economic is like two yeah, sides of the two same. Side of the same coin, exactly right. So um, I think this is most of the you know, advi- general advice for treasury specifically. He need to take his time because okay. experience comes with time. Not only with the time, come with the problems. As much problems you see, either you solve it by yourself, or you see someone else resolve it, you will get the experience. When you think, if you think that you want to be in treasury, you need to think that to stay for longer time than other job. Okay. Because here experience is very, very important. Okay. I think with this note of uh, being uh, patient, uh, keen on acquiring uh, experience rather than just ticking the box mm-hmm. and moving ahead. Uh, it's a different school, and I agree with you. We face the same challenge with different generation. Every generation, you know, Generation Z, millennials, and different generation, they have their own style. But I fully agree, having a deep understanding of the business and hands-on on the details will give you the power to grow. And even when you grow and big be in a, in, a, in a senior position, you will be more strong to, do, to, to, to manage your business and have your own uh, capability to manage that. So I fully agree with you on that, Hisham. Uh, so if you allow me to add one one point, so the power of uh, details gives you the opportunity to, to give you the power to find opportunity for the business. Mm. Without knowing details, maybe you will not, can, the opportunity will be in front of you, but you cannot see it because you don't, you are not aware about this detail. Mm. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that's a that's a fabulous capsule, a small capsule from a treasury Thank point you. of view. Uh, it's an eye opener for the importance of uh, treasury. I'll go back to your example. So treasury is like the beating heart of the business, uh, same as the heart in our body, getting some blood and injecting body. So treasury is making sure that you get enough cash and you inject enough cash in the business so the business keep flying and growing with that beating heart in that sense. Uh, it was a pleasure having you, Hashem, in that, uh, that discussion. I really appreciate having this discussion with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Habib.